When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. You know, it's always a pleasure when we have guests return and tell us uh, what's new in their practices and uh, give us some new ideas. And my R. Gassemian from the Gassemian Law Group in Mission Viejo, California, is uh, always a pleasure to talk to. She is uh, focusing with her law group on business and construction law. And today, my R. Was, is going to talk about some new developments in construction law. So, Mayar, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again. How are you? Good morning, Bill. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me again. Oh, well, Mayar, you know, your, your uh, past sessions, uh, listeners, uh, Mayar's past sessions are one of the most highly ranked out there. And I think it's because so many business owners that listen in are in the construction business and you're going to find out the rest because Mayar just explains things beautifully. So uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you back. We've talked in the past about uh, why um, contractors get sued and, and what, you know, uh, what they can do to protect themselves and why they ought to really think about the structure of their business. And it's all really been great stuff. So Mayar, it's a pleasure to have you back. Um, we want to talk more about that and what's going on and what's new uh, with uh, construction law. Um, but first, tell us a little bit, a quick background for those of you, uh, those of them listening that have not heard your prior interview. Tell them a little bit about you and your practice. Yes, of course. Gasemian uh, uh, Law Group is a uh, law firm which focuses on business and construction law. I personally have been in construction law for over 16 years as well as in business. A bulk of our business has to do with litigation and uh, lawsuits that arise between business owners and also in the context of construction. Out of those litigation matters, usually we form good relationships with our clients that come back to you and we become their outside general counsel, 
where they call us for everything and uh, try to minimize the cost of litigation by doing preventative measures. And so important these days, and we talked about this in the past, is that you know you may think you're saving money by not having an attorney uh, watching over and helping you as you go, but you may just be uh, saving money temporarily because, especially in construction, do you know what the odds are that a, a contractor at some point will get sued in their working lifetime, IR? I do not have exact survey results for that bill, but I know that most construction companies get sued one way or another because a construction project site is fraught with various things that could happen from the contract issues that arise to employee issues to accidents at the site to various defects, engineers and architects issues. So a very large majority of construction companies get dragged into lawsuits even if they haven't done anything wrong just as a matter of course because a large lawsuit was filed and the owner or general contractor needs to get all parties involved. Right, and that's a big, and if, especially uh, a lot of contractors are subcontractors and uh, they, their pay may be at risk. There's just so much that can go wrong uh, in the construction world. Thank goodness people still um, want to build things <laughs> and they still, you know, they still have that, that uh, desire and skill to build things. But it is, it's, uh, I can, the only other practice area I can think of that's probably so dangerous with regards to lawsuits is being a, a, a doctor, you know, and, uh, so many things can go wrong there as well. So um, when, a, when a contractor gets sued, um, what, what's the main reason that they're getting sued that you're finding? We talked about a few of them. Uh, that's true. Okay, so we do see a boom in construction industry in Southern California. Everywhere cranes are going up, and things are a lot better now than they were a couple of years ago. The major issue that I see are payment disputes. I'll give you a scenario that could happen either in uh, commercial or residential projects. It could happen in private or public contracts. The scenario is this. An owner hires a contractor. The contractor performs the work, usually good work, and the client is happy. And the client makes some changes, and the contractor fails to get the client's approval on a form that says, hey, you have to make more payments because of these changes. Somewhere along the line, what happens is when the bills get to the client, the client becomes unhappy. Why are the prices so much more than the estimates showed? at the beginning, and then the dispute arises. At, at some point towards the end, a lot of times, the client or the owner stops to pay because they think they've paid enough. Then the contractor sues for a uh, payment, 
or the work that was done or the material that was delivered to the site. And what happens after that is that the client now is very unhappy, goes through the project site with a fine-tooth comb, and of course, invariably finds minor things or sometimes major things that are wrong. And now we have a full-blown litigation on the one side, and the instigator was a payment issue, but on the other side, the owner comes back with a cross-claim, and now it's a construction defect matter, there are contractual issues, and it gets much larger than it should have if the contractor had done some minor things along the way. Wow. <laughs> That's the snowball turning into an avalanche right there is so you you had you had some initial things that could have been done up front at the time of a change order it sounds like that uh, that would have not created um misunderstanding and disputes and investigation and inclusion of the whole project into this major lawsuit. Is that is that what I just heard you say? That is absolutely true. Let me back up a little bit. Um, I think the best way to minimize the chance of any lawsuits or the impact when one hits is to document your work every step of the way. And with that... What I need someone to understand is that the first and foremost important thing is a good contract. So either a contract between the owner and general contractor or the general contractor and subcontractor. This contract should spell out the exact scope of the work, incorporate the plans and specifications, and probably the best way is to have an attorney review it or draft it to begin with. Sometimes our clients say, well, but it's a large corporation and they're giving me their own contracts. Still, have your own attorney review and give you comments or make you aware of important provisions, as well as you can a lot of times negotiate some really unfavorable provisions in those contracts as well. So don't be scared if you're dealing with a mega company on the other side. A good attorney on your side will help there. So that was the first step. Then good written communications with the designer and the project engineers. So those are the ones that actually have the creative ideas of how to build and design, whether it's aesthetics or, or the mechanics of the project. So good written communication, if there is an issue as to how to do something, the contractor should write up a request for information and ask the engineer or architect, hey, what do you exactly want me to do about this? And a response that comes back from engineer and architect saves a lot of headaches there. And then... Um, if you want me to continue, there's a few other things that I would like to, to touch upon. But I don't Absolutely. want to be the only thing. No, 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 no. No, I was I just I was almost gonna stick a question in there, but so the what what I'm hearing you say is that 
um, having very, very detailed processes and communications and uh, a systems for these things happening because the, the construction, the contractor may have, may have a foreman or crew that needs to be following these things too. So this needs to be something that everybody who's handling plans, documents, change orders, and all this stuff needs to be aware of. But what I was going to say, Mayar, was it's not, it's not only important to have an attorney review these contracts, but an attorney who specializes in your industry, in your in construction law, and who knows you because your particular type of company may have um, some specific uh, needs that need to be addressed in these contracts that may not apply to other specialties. Is that right? That's so true. It's so different between a general contractor and maybe a subcontractor who does only fences around the project as opposed to a subcontractor who's involved in building multi-million dollar retaining walls. Each one of them have a different set of needs that someone who's been in the industry and is familiar with the workings of various companies can advise that particular company of how to do stuff during the course of construction to stay away from trouble. And this is a major piece of the puzzle in your business. A team member uh, who, again, understands your business and what your needs are because you're going to get these documents coming at you no matter who you are. You're going to get these documents from small projects, big projects. You're going to have your own documents. They need to be airtight as much as possible so that so that these issues don't happen. Okay, so you were going to talk about um, some other um, uh, other strategies for contractors. Right. Um, the next one is kind of what we talked about before in terms of a change order. So if the client wants any kind of changes, make sure that they uh, you document it and they sign for it. And that's really um, important and saves a lot of headache. Following engineers' plans and specifications, those are um, extremely important in the context of a construction defect case. Any deviations from plans and specifications get magnified. And for any deviation, if there's a written approval from the engineer who said, yes, even though the plans show this, but you may do this a little bit differently for this particular project, what happens in that kind of a case, you're transferring the risk from the contractor to the engineer, and the contractor can breathe easily. And then one other thing that a lot of smaller contractors do not think about, and larger contractors that I've represented in the past, they have daily field reports. A daily field report is basically a sheet of paper that talks about what was the weather like on that particular day, so every date that um, the work is being done. And the weather plays a big part. Um, and what was being done that day, who was on the job site, what other labors or trades were there. And this one piece of paper and document I have seen save contractors literally hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're able to prove that they either were or were not on the site on that particular day. 
Mm. And if they were, they can show exactly what was done. And so it is another missing piece of the puzzle that when it comes together, um, helps later on with any claims that could come. The other um, matter that's also very important is to make sure preliminary notices are sent out. These are notices that the California uh, various statutes authorize um, contractors to send out, and they help protect a contractor's right to payment under mechanics liens as well as stop notices. And if these preliminary notices are sent out timely, from the beginning, they're usually due 20 days from the start of the project. It's very important to know it's the start of the project. And just tell the people, hey, I'm sending this as a matter of course. Later on, if the contractor doesn't get paid, they have the right to a mechanics lien or a stop notice, which, believe me, makes a world of difference in getting paid. And then I have one final piece of advice. Which, okay. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's not that important, but it, believe me, it is. You know, everybody's got a smartphone, and these smartphones are all equipped with cameras. So contractors should make it a routine practice that one of their personnel at the site every single day before they leave, they take progress photos of what was done that day and document the date of it. These photos speak volumes later on in the context of a lawsuit. That's a great idea. I mean, it's, it's uh, duh. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but we, we, forget, we forget we've got all the tools we need to document something right here in our hand. Uh, and, and, again, it's, it's about that, the awareness and the thinking and the knowledge that Anything you're doing could come back to haunt you at some point in the future. So why wouldn't you be on guard with that and aware uh, at all times, Maillard? It just makes a lot of sense. Uh, you are you explain things so beautifully, and um, and you, you know you're so nice and so so fun to talk to. When I talk to you, we have so much fun together. I can't imagine why anybody listening wouldn't want to get in touch with you. That's in the construction or contractor business, and at least have you take a look at, uh, at what they're currently using for contracts and what their current processes are. Uh, can people get, give you a call and consult with you and, and say, Mayar, I just want to set up a time to have you take a look at everything. And then, then I'd love to, you know, explore working together. Yes, absolutely. We'd be happy to have people talk to us. Um, we again, provide so much more detailed advice, and we provide the forms to make people's lives easier in the co context of construction. Um, they can call our office, um, and uh, can I give the phone number here? Do you want Of course, to? of course, yes. I want you to give it twice. <laughs> Absolutely. 949-436-2785. Again, 949 436 2785. That's our main number. Our website is myarlaw.com. That's M A H Y A R law.com. As well as we have constructionattorneysoc.com, as well as businessattorneysnoc.com. 
any one of those websites will give you information about us. We are revamping our website. A new website should be active within a couple of weeks, and it will have a lot of um, more, a lot more information that you can use every day. That's great. That's great information. And you're also a member of Provisors, as as am I, which is a a huge um, benefit when it comes to other needs that your clients might have. It's a it's a huge group of professionals that have banded together to make it easy to satisfy those needs with with a phone call um, and uh, and help each other out. So, Mayara, it's a it's always an honor to have you on the show, and it's a, a real pleasure. You brought us some great new information, and I think our listeners uh, should should give you a call. I think they should get in touch and find out if there's something that you can do for them. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be on this program. I did go back to the basics this time because I think a refresher course on the basics becomes very valuable, especially at times like this when construction is booming and all of my construction clients are so busy, minor details get forgotten. Yeah, it's well, a true professional uh, really makes it simple for everybody to learn and follow along and, and cover those basics because that's the, the building blocks of this. But listeners, you can tell right off the bat, Mayar um, knows her business. This is her business and she can help you. So give her a call. Mayar, thanks, thanks again. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Bill. Have a great day. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 